Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I want to talk to you about sloth. First, we want to define what sloth is. So it is a disinclination to action or labor, spiritual apathy and inactivity. It's also called idleness, laziness. It's the opposite of industrious or hardworking. Now, what does the Bible say about it? If we look one example, there are others, but if you look at this one example, Proverbs chapter 24, verses 30 through 34. I went by the field of the lazy man, and by the vineyard of the man lacking understanding and common sense. And behold, it was all overgrown with thorns, and nettles were covering its surface, and its stone wall was broken down. When I saw, I considered it well, I looked and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and in brackets they have in daydream. Then your poverty will come as a robber, and your want like an armed man. So let's, let's break this down. Let's look at verse 30. I went by the field of the lazy man and by the vineyard of the man lacking understanding and common sense. The lazy man is, absolutely is, a man lacking in understanding and common sense. Common sense and understanding tells us that we must work the field or the vineyard. We must take care of the vineyard if we want to harvest. And that's part of what this message is about. If we're not taking care, if we're not maintaining, if we're not working on the vineyard, then we will not have a harvest. Our poverty will come on us as a, as a robber. We will not be able to sell the fruit of the vineyard for money. And our want will be like an armed man. We will, we will be in need and want. And it will not be a good thing. But instead, instead, what we have, instead of someone working the field and working the vineyard and having common sense and understanding that they have to maintain it and they have to do this work, instead, what do we have? Verse 31, and behold, it was overgrown with thorns and nettles were covering its surface and its stone wall was broken down. So we have a field overgrown with nettles and thorns. No maintenance on the wall to keep out unwanted animals or others. Now this, we can apply this in several different ways, but if we're not, think of the vineyard in two ways. Think of the vineyard as your your life here in this world where we, we do live on this planet and in this world. That doesn't mean we're a part of it, but we do live here. There are things we need to do. We need to, you know, we need to work. We need to have something that we do to make an income. Um, we have to have, you know, daily maintenance and routines to where we take care of ourselves and our homes and keep things kind of clean and tidy, or at least, you know, reasonably so. And um, then there's the spiritual side of this. We need to tend our hearts. We need to tend our hearts with God's Word. We need to make sure that we're reading the Word and maintaining our heart and, 
and correcting those things when we have something that's wrong nettles and thorns if we have you know but we don't want to ignore our hearts we want to make sure that we're maintaining our hearts with God's Word and not letting the world or Satan and their ideas grow in and choke out our heart we, we want to have a harvest of goodness from ourselves even from ourselves because that benefits others So then we, we continue on, we look at verse 32. When I saw, I considered it well. I looked and received instruction. Well, the wise man, or the Lord, looked and learned a valuable lesson. You know, this is not how you take care of things. This is not what you do. Do not let this happen to us. We need to do the opposite. In verse 33, we see the temptation to rest or slumber at the wrong times to replace work with idleness and maybe even entertainment because it says and daydream and this allows the wall to decay it allows the thorns and the nettles to grow unchecked and destroys the crop and it makes the field or the um, vineyard useless it makes it worth worthless so that's you know that is not what we want to do and we definitely want that don't want that to occur we don't want that in our in our lives but we don't want that in our hearts either and everything is really going to start with our hearts and our minds that's where we really have to start our change if we're having this type of issue and I will say that probably most of us at least have a little issue with this where we want our entertainment and we want to rest and relax maybe perhaps a little more than we should alright so let's look at verse 34 we see the results of this idleness of this laziness we have poverty and want if we are not diligent doing our work then we have failed simply by not trying. See, when we decide we're just going to sit back and relax and just be entertained or just be lazy and just uh, uh, daydream the time away, and I'm not saying there's not a place for that. There is a time and a place for, for rest and relaxation, but that can't be the primary goal. That can't be everything. So if we're not diligent in doing our work, then we have failed by simply not trying. We've just quit trying. And this is someone, this vineyard is someone, they, they quit making effort, they quit trying. That's why they failed. They gave themselves over to sloth and idleness. They stopped taking action. Now I mean this in two ways. Both in a real world sense, in the vineyard they just stopped taking action and so it was overgrown but also in their heart in their spiritual life they stopped taking action and they let the weeds and the thorns of the world and they let the wall break down and the weeds and the thorns of the world and everything else just came in and ruined their heart we our hearts should not have these these weeds and thorns and thistles our heart should be full of God's word and God's love. 
So you can plainly see how this applies to the physical. If we do not tend our garden, it becomes overgrown. If we do not plant food, then none grows and we don't have food. Without food, we have none to sell and none to eat. Thus, we have poverty and want. We, we don't have any money and we don't have anything to eat. So we're, we have both. This is pretty simple common sense. I don't think it surprises anyone. We must discipline ourselves. We must make ourselves work and not be like the slothful man. Once we make a habit of it, it becomes easier each day. And we must, we must always make effort to take care of ourselves and of our family. If we're not, then, then we are failing by simply not trying. We must at least try. Yeah, sometimes we're going to try and we're still going to fail. <laughs> that's, that's life. I mean, it's okay. It's all right. These things happen. But we have to keep trying. So then we really get to the spiritual application. This applies to everything in life, such as relationships and including spiritual things. Imagine the, the vineyard, as we've mentioned already. Imagine that is our heart. How do we care for our heart? Well, in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 4, he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments, and live. Proverbs 7 1. My son, keep my words, and treasure my commandments within you, so they are readily available to guide you. Now they have that in brackets, but that makes sense. Treasure my commandments within you, so that they are readily available to guide you, so that you have that uh, wisdom to guide you. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 16 and 17 this is the covenant I will make with them after those days says the Lord I will imprint my laws upon their heart and on their mind I will inscribe them producing an inward change he then says and their sins and their lawless acts I will remember no more no longer holding their sins against them now I believe here that Paul is actually quoting from Isaiah, so this is kind of a double quote, but nonetheless, we tend to our hearts with God's word. We sow the seed of God's word into our hearts, our mind, our spirit. We eliminate the weeds of doubt and dear fear, I'm sorry, of doubt and fear and despair by attending to the Bible, by reading and understanding God's words and commandments. God will help us with his wisdom. He will help us by writing these instructions on our hearts and minds. And notice the blessing he offers us to no longer remember our sins. It does take time, a little time and effort, but not as much as much as you may think. Some days your old self, your old self might be resistant and uncooperative. But just like Monday mornings, we make ourselves get up and go to work. The same applies here. We must use discipline. Train ourselves. Make study in our Bible a daily habit. It doesn't take long. Then it becomes a want. Something you look forward to. To learn something new from God's Word. And there's always something new to learn. So we must make effort. We must be disciplined. If we make effort, God will bless us. Now I want to leave you with a few 
further verses that express this point. I think the spiritual part of this is more important than the physical, but both are actually important. But I think if you get the spiritual, it will transfer over to the physical. So this is Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the negligent and lazy will be put to forced labor. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4. The soul, or appetite, of the lazy person craves and gets nothing, for lethargy overcomes ambition. But the soul, the appetite, of the diligent who works willingly is rich and abundantly supplied. This, on its very basis, is true. The lazy person, the person who just wants to sit back and daydream or, or, um, or be entertained, they are craving nothing. They are craving nothing of value, you know. And lethargy overcomes them. They, they start to prefer that to actually working or doing anything. It, it can't be good for your self-esteem either. I've seen this in people where they are not doing anything and it's bad for their self-esteem because they feel like they contribute nothing, they do nothing, they are nothing. And of course, if you're not making any effort, that's how you're going to feel. You're going to feel that way about yourself. So, you know, make effort. God blesses effort and honestly, if you try, if you work at things, you will just get better and better and you will do more and more. That's the way it works. And the soul of the diligent who works willingly is rich and abundantly supplied. And that's true too. We see people who work and work hard and they are abundantly supplied. Now don't let work overtake your life or take the place of God. But we do, you know, we do need to work at things and make effort both in the physical and in the spiritual. So we need to make sure that the spiritual is actually first, that God is first. So Matthew chapter 25, verse 29, For to everyone who has and values his blessings and gifts from God and has used them wisely, more will be given, and he will be richly supplied so that he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, because he has ignored or disregarded his blessings and gifts from God, even what he does have will be taken away. Now I know this is an extended version of that verse, but, but hear it without the extras, and you'll remember this verse very easily, for to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have will be taken away. The reason is, and it's actually explained with the expanded information here, with the, what they have in brackets, because if we have and we value the blessings and gifts from God that we have, the talents we are given, and there is that parable of the talents, when you, you can relate that to your actual talents. But if we value what God has given us, if we value his blessings, and the talents he has given us and what we can do, and we make effort and work at those things, both 
spiritually learning from God and, and doing the things in the Bible, but two, working in the world, working at our job, working at our career, then we will be blessed and we will be abundant. But the one who does not have because they disregard all of that and they would rather be entertained and, and be lazy and just sit back and daydream and they don't want to work and they complain and they say, well, it's too hard. Why do I have to do this? It's not fair. Why can't I just have it? Well, that's not the way it works. And if you're, if we take that viewpoint, if we go that route, then even what we have will be taken away, not because God is stealing from us, but because we're letting it go like this vineyard. We're letting it decay and be overgrown and we're losing it ourselves through our own idleness and inactivity and disregard and negligence. So this verse can be a mystery at times, but if you read it and understand it correctly, that the one who has, because they're using their talents and they're working and they're making effort, more will be given. And then the one who does not have, because they are not making effort, they are not working, they are not trying, then even what they have, they will lose. Now these are God's laws, the way he made things to work. So we could benefit from our efforts in all areas, but at the same time, if we don't make effort, we're also, that's going to be to our detriment, and we're also going to lose things. So let's look at Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed or treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside. Now that's in brackets there. So that's kind of added to this as further explanation of God is not mocked. Because sometimes when we read God is not, not mocked, I'm not sure if, if we understand that. And so they try to explain this. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed, nor treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside. For whatever a man sows, this and this only is what he will reap. For the one who sows to his flesh, his sinful capacity, his worldliness, his disgraceful impulses, will reap from the flesh ruin and destruction. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So in other words, we do reap what we sow. Like a bodybuilder, if we spend time working our muscles, those muscles will grow. The ones we don't work will not grow. And matter of fact, if we really ignore muscles that we have and we don't use them, they will atrophy. Now that's a physical example this also applies spiritually. If we are not using the talents and the things that we have spiritually, those things will atrophy. Only the things we use are going to grow and strengthen and get better. And we want to make sure that we're staying in God's Word and that we're using the correct spiritual applications for for everything so that we can be well-rounded and so that we can be ready for every good work. So if we sow time and effort and discipline into the correct things, into the 
good things, God's word, the spiritual things, then we will reap those blessings. And those blessings will will spill over into our normal everyday life as well. That's why I say the spiritual is more important than the physical. But this law, this the way this works applies to both. And it's like we think of like scientific laws of gravity and that sort of thing. This is that type of a law, but it's not exactly a law that you can necessarily just say it just affects one thing. It affects us spiritually, mentally, emotionally, in every facet of our lives, uh, including physically. So if we will put the time and effort in to the correct good things, we will also reap and have the benefit of the good things. So that is or has been about sloth and how we don't we don't want to be slothful, we don't want to be deceived and slip into that. Um, because if we do, then we will lose we will lose out. We will lose out on spiritual blessings, the blessings of God, but we will also we will also lose out on things in this life and in this world. And we don't want that. We want to make sure that we are always growing in the Word of God and that we are diligent to study the Word and stay stay with that and follow God and Jesus every day and not be slothful. We want to we want to maintain diligence and make this a daily habit. So I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.